Hi, and welcome to the Shoot from the Heart podcast with me, Diane Bell. If you want to write a script, make a movie, or quite simply live an abundant and creatively fulfilled life, you are in the right place. Each week, I'll share with you tips, techniques, and real-world information that will inspire and empower you on your path. Thank you so much for joining me. I am rooting for you all the way. Let's do this. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome to episode 78 of the Shoot from the Heart podcast. How are you today, my friend? I am extremely well. This is the first time I'm recording the podcast from my new home. I'm sitting at a makeshift desk. We have just moved in last week, and our things have not arrived yet from America, so we're, we're sort of camping, camping in our home, even though it is pretty well furnished by the previous owner. And I'm sitting here at this makeshift desk and I am looking at the Mediterranean Sea. Like the view from my window is literally a palm tree, some trees and the Mediterranean Sea. And I cannot believe this is my life. And I just want to begin this episode by saying this, that whatever you dream of is possible. But first you have to believe and then you have to take action from that belief. And then you have to keep believing and then you have to keep taking action. And if you do this and if you manage your mind, nothing is impossible for you. If you truly desire it, it is meant for you, it is coming your way. The fact that I am sitting here gazing at the Mediterranean Sea as I speak to you is proof of that. Just a few years ago, we were broke. It's kind of amazing to think of it. Now I'm sitting here, I'm like, what is happening? How has this happened? And how this happened is not an accident. If you want something in your life, if you truly desire it, be willing to show up and do the work. And the work is 90% internal. Now this leads us perfectly into our subject for today, which is this idea that I'm hearing from a lot of filmmakers right now. There's a lot of fear around the economy. It's not just filmmakers, let's be honest. If you stick on the news for any minute just now, you're going to hear a lot of stories about the recession, fuel costs rising, the pound crashing, there's no money, it's going to be such hard times, it's all terrible, we're all going to die. And it's easy to let ourselves fall into a very depressed state of inaction through this. If I start to think those thoughts, if I start to think to myself, nobody's got any money, nobody will be able to pay for things, nobody will do this. The next thing you know, I'm feeling frantic and panicked and depressed. And it's going to be really hard for me to make anything magical happen. So I want to talk to you about this today because I feel like this is such an important conversation, not just for those of you out there who are trying to raise money for a movie right now and are feeling like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to raise money because no one has any money. There's no money. Everybody's broke. I can't do crowdfunding. I can't ask people for money. Everyone's broke. How can I ask for people for money when things are so hard? I can't do it. It's terrible. So you might be in that situation. Or you may not, you may have no plan of making a movie right now, but you might just be feeling the sense of anxiety around what is happening in the world and an anxiety around money in particular. So that is going to be our conversation today. Now, I want to begin this by saying I am not denying that times are hard for a lot of people and going to be hard for a lot of people. I am not ignorant of that fact, but... The truth is that what you focus on will 
expand. This is an energetic law of the universe. What you focus on expands. And this is because of something that we have called the reticular activating system, RAS for short. If you haven't heard of this, it's such a powerful thing to understand for yourself. The reticular activating system is in our brain, and it's our brain's way of filtering out information. If you imagine Every day you are bombarded with millions, in fact, billions of pieces of information. And it's your brain's job to do a filter and decide which things we should pay attention to and which things we can just let it pass by. It has been discovered by modern science that this is actually one of the primary functions of our beautiful brain. Imagine that, is to be a filter, to organize what we're seeing and to filter out that which is not important and choose what is what is important. Now, the, the system that we have in our brains works like this. One, it will filter in, allow anything in that seems to be connected to our imminent survival. So anything that we is going to threaten our existence is going to let you know it. There's a tiger over there. Ah, be aware, be aware, there's a tiger over there. Any danger, any threat. What this means in real world terms, though, in the, in the year 2022 is that our brains are still wired to look for danger. And they're not wired to look for safety, to look for the peace, to look for the positive outcome. They are wired to look for the danger, to focus on that which might threaten us rather than that which might not. So there is this inbuilt bias towards negative news. Hence the nightly news is 99% negative things and then one little feel-good thing at the end to make us feel okay after all the terrible news. But we are hardwired to focus on the negative. Now, the second thing about the RAS is that it is going to filter out and focus in on things that already conform with beliefs that we have. So say, for instance, I believe that making a film is hard. This is a belief that I have. And I've probably hatched this belief because I've thought about it a lot. I've thought, is it easy? Is it hard? And I look around and I'm like, I think it's really hard. And slowly that starts to formulate and people tell me it's really hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. And I'm like, okay, it's really hard. I get it. It's really hard. It's really hard to make a living as an artist. Who hasn't heard that since they were in grade school? Oh my gosh, artists, they just starve. They suffer. It's a miserable life. There's no happiness in it. You'll never make money. Terrible. So we're told these things and these things become our thoughts that we think frequently and thoughts, if they're thought over and over, become beliefs and now our brain seeks out evidence to support the belief. Hmm. You can see the problem with this, right? (laughs) So if we've made the story that nobody has money right now, our brain is doing a wonderful job now of only finding examples that support this. So it's filtering out the things that say, actually... There is money out there for films. Instead, it's focused on, look, that person couldn't get money. That person's struggling. That person's struggling. I'm struggling. Oh my gosh, look, I just got another rejection. I just got turned down again. Good heavens, this is terrible. And this is the way it works. So what we focus on and what we choose to believe though, and this is like a great clue for you, (laughs) because when you understand this, you realize, well, what if I chose to believe that it was actually easy to raise money, that despite the fact that the global economy is having a hard time, there is still plenty of money out there and that it is easy for me to raise money for my projects. 
What if we chose to believe that? Imagine if we really did believe that. What would your brain be doing now? What would your RAS be doing now? It would be finding proof constantly of what you do want to believe. So what you focus on will expand. If you focus on the lack, the scarcity, the fear, the never enough, the not enough, the everything's going to hell in a handbag, guess what you get? But what about if you chose to focus on something else? What if you chose to focus and believe that there was enough, that there was always more than enough, that good things were coming your way, that things are actually getting better, even if they seem to be falling apart, it's because they're coming together in a better way. What would happen then? Now, here's the truth. There is still plenty of money out there. And just sit with it for a moment because we can be like, oh my gosh, there's no money. No one's got any money. There's still money out there. There's still plenty of money out there. So where do you want to put your focus? You get what you believe in life. This is a big one. We often think we get things that we want because we deserve them, because we're worthy of them, because we work hard for them. But the real truth is, you get what you believe. If you believe something is extremely hard, it's going to be extremely hard. You get what you believe. If you believe that something could be very easy, guess what? It's going to be easy for you. You get what you believe. When you look around the world and you're like, How come that person has got so much money when they're just not a good person? Like, why? Karmically, why is that person winning all the time when they're just a horrible person? Because they get what they believe. It's got nothing to do with you being good or worthy or hardworking. And it's the same here if you're making a film, writing scripts. Until and unless you believe it's possible for you, it's always going to be impossible. If you believe in your heart of hearts that you can't do this, who are you? No one in your family's ever done this. None of your friends have ever done this. You got that voice of one of your teachers saying to you, who do you think you are? You'll never do anything good in your life. And yet you've written these scripts or you're writing them, you're trying to put things out there, but that little voice deep down inside you is, it's still there. You get what you believe. And you wonder why it's never coming together for you. You work so hard. You're a good person. You do all the things you're meant to do. Why is it not coming together? You get what you believe. If you believe that being an artist means being in endless struggle, if you believe that being an artist means that you're always broke, if you believe that being an artist means that you have to sacrifice everything for your art, guess what you get? You get what you believe. So going back, beliefs are literally just thoughts you have thought over and over again. When I discovered this, it blew my mind and changed my life. I'm like, hold on a second. I believe things because they're true. (laughs) Don't tell me it's just a, a thought that I've thought over and over again. That's ridiculous. I believe the things I believe because they are true. This is not the case. 
You believe what you believe because you've thought the thought over and over again, and it's solidified into your brain, into your neural network circuitry as a belief. And now your RAS is finding all the evidence. But it's just a thought you've had over and over again. So how do we overcome the feeling of whatever it is that we desire being impossible. Like right now in this world, many of you might be feeling this weight of what's going on globally in the economy and thinking, what's impossible? I'm going to have to delay making my film. I'm going to have to delay trying to raise money. I'm going to have to delay it. Let's talk about really strategies for shifting this. Because the first thing that I want you to know is that It is possible. Whatever you dream of is possible. No matter what's going on in the world, it's possible. I speak from experience here. The first film that I made, Obsolidia, we raised the money in 2009, early 2009. If you have any recollection of what was happening, 2008 was the worst recession since the Great Depression. (laughs) We heard it over and over again. We are in the worst recession since the Great Depression. It's impossible to raise money for films right now. No one's going to give you money. No one's got any money. The worst recession since the Great Depression. Oh my gosh, how often we heard that. I raised the money. I raised $140,000. Why? Because I didn't make it my belief that that was going to be something that would stop me. Because I didn't make it my belief that there was no one that would be willing to give me money for my movie. I personally believe that the people who invest in films, this is private equity sources, they do not do it to make a return on their investment, a financial return. They don't do it so they just simply make money back. If they just wanted money back for their money, they would do something else with it. The other aspect of film investors is that usually the money that they're investing, in fact, in all cases, (laughs) The money that they're investing is money that they can afford to lose. It's disposable income. People who are investing in films are not people who are dependent on that money to live on. And there are plenty of people out there with that kind of money still. So how do we overcome? Let's go. I've got three main points here and three strategies for you to apply in your own life to actually overcome the feeling that what you desire and what you want is impossible because of things outside of your control. So the first thing here is I urge you to do a news detox. This is something I advocate in many of my programs and everyone who does it (laughs) says, oh my gosh, it's life-changing. Many of us are addicted to the news. We feel like we have to listen to the news in order to be a good citizen, in order to be an educated, intelligent person in our society. We watch it on TV, we read it online, we read it on our phones, we listen to it on the radio. We feel like every day I need to check in the news, I need to know what's happening. It's an important part of being a responsible adult, is to know what's happening in the world. But the truth is, 90% of news is completely irrelevant and non-essential for you to know. One of the most powerful things you can do to reclaim your power as an artist, as a creator in this world, 
is to cut off the news. Now, do I mean none at all, never, no idea what's going on in the world, put yourself into a little box? No, I don't mean that. It is important to be aware of what's going on. But the truth is, most news is not about you being aware of what's going on. It's way deeper and more insidious than that. It is this toxic, fear-giving monster invading your psyche and filling it with vibes it does not need. Try it. I would urge you, if you are feeling a little bit powerless because of what is going on in the world right now, unplug from the news, commit to doing it for even just one week and see what happens. Now, if you really feel like, I, but Diane, I need to know what's going on. What I'd say is choose one source where you can peruse the headlines. This is what I do personally. This is my own tactic. So I have a newspaper that I trust, that I feel is legitimate. And I will look at their page and I will peruse the headlines. I very rarely click on an article. I just, I, I read the headlines. And nine times out of 10, that's enough. Sometimes I'll click on an article, but mostly I don't. Now, this I actually learned from my first meditation teacher. Her name was Annie Mavarika, an incredible woman from Chile. Oh my gosh, Annie. Oh, I loved her so much. So Annie had been a Buddhist nun, and actually her name, Annie, was the Tibetan word for sister, A-N-I, sister. And as a Tibetan Buddhist nun, she was actually, her, her name was Annie Lodro. But when she left being a nun, she was a nun for 14 years, and after that she left it, and she still really lived like a nun, to be honest. But she changed her name to Annie Mavarika. She was from Chile originally, so Maverick, sister, Ma Maverick sister. <laughs> and she was really that, her energy was just phenomenal. And she was the one that told me that she said when she was in the convent in Tibet and she was there, I think for eight years doing silent meditation, she did not speak for eight years. Incredible to think about that. She said, my only contact with the outside world during those years was the head of the monastery would come in and tell them what was happening in the world. For instance, massive earthquake in India, thousands dead, pray. And that's all they would know, nothing more. Big tsunami, thousands dead, pray. And that was it. And she said what she realized, eight years of this, mind you, eight years of no newspaper, no radio, no TV. She said, what I realized through this is that that's all I needed to know. And it was her who first gave me this gift and this insight. And it's sometimes at times I've slipped off the wagon and I've got more into the news and got sucked into it. I was brought up in a family where, you know, my dad switches on the news every evening and buy the newspaper every day when we were young. I was brought up completely conditioned in thinking, knowing the news, like reading the news, being cognizant of what was going on was important. But man, when I stepped out of it, I realized how free it makes you. So first step for you, if you want to really overcome the feeling that raising money is impossible, do a news detox unplug one week. And if it feels good after one week, keep going. <laughs> if it feels good still, keep going. Because I guarantee you, the world will be a better place because you are an empowered individual who's in control of your own thoughts than if you get sucked into the news drain and your energy is being lost in that. Now, the second piece of advice that I have, and again, this is a strategy that you can apply starting today, is... 
Become the gentle, compassionate observer of your own thoughts. I know, that sounds simple and it's not so simple. For most of us, our thoughts are just something we're thinking all the time and we're not aware of what we're thinking and we think we are our thoughts. It's a very strange thing. You're not your thoughts (laughs) and your thoughts are not the truth. So start observing your thoughts and what that looks like is Say you're thinking about raising money for your film. And you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do this, but oh, that's going to be hard. Wait a second, observe that. That's interesting. I just told myself that it's going to be hard. Hmm. But is it really going to be hard? And this is that thing of just creating a little wedge between you and your thoughts. Because what we tend to do is we spiral off into tangents of thoughts and we completely lose our control over them. And they are completely actually detached from reality. For instance, I just got that rejection from the competition that I entered with my screenplay. And this is just the beginning of the thought, right? And that's the circumstance. That's the truth. That is what happened. You didn't get into the second round. But the next thought is, my God, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe my script's not good enough. Maybe I have left it too late. Maybe I'm too old. I am too old. I should give up. What am I doing? Why am I even doing this? What a waste of time. My husband was right. My wife was right. Why am I doing this? I should give up. I should quit. I'm no good. I'm never going to do anything good. Look at those other people. They're so good. I'm never going to be that good. (laughs) You get the picture, right? And we just go off into our spiral. But if we can train our minds to notice the thoughts before they suck us down the spiral. This is the most powerful thing we can do. So it starts with observing your thoughts. When you notice you're having scarcity thoughts, oh my gosh, it's going to be so hard. Nobody has any money. It's going to get worse. The fuel prices are going to go up. I don't know how we're going to survive. Now it feels on the surface like we're describing reality, but we're not. We're just having a series of thoughts. Hmm, wait a second. I'm having those scarcity thoughts again. Just do this to yourself. And you don't beat yourself up for it. Just gentle, compassionate observing. Isn't that interesting that I'm having scarcity thoughts again? Is it ultimately true? Is it ultimately true? And ask yourself this and ease it off. Is is it possible that there's another truth? Is it possible that we'll be okay? Is it possible that we'll manage? Is it possible that there's still a lot of money out there? Allow yourself just to play in that field. But whenever you catch yourself having thoughts that don't make you feel good, shift them. Pause, name them, and just gently shift them. Now, the third part of the strategy is after you've identified the thought that you don't really want to have the scarcity thought. No one's got any money. There's no money. So you have that thought. You've caught it. You've gone, ooh, isn't that interesting? I'm having another scarcity thought. Wow. Now shift it and turn it into something that you do want to get behind. There's plenty of money out there. Of course there's money. Hmm, how much better does that feel? And once you identify certain patterns of thought that you have, you might also identify certain patterns of thoughts that you would like to replace them with. So for instance, if you are somebody who thinks regularly that there's not enough money, no one's got any money. 
no one's got any money. What we want to do is shift that to, there's plenty of money. Lots of people have money. And once we shift it into that, we want to hold that. So when you identify the new thoughts, I invite you to create affirmations from them. So choosing to repeat them as a new thought that you desire to believe. I am choosing to believe that there is plenty of money out there. I am choosing to believe that lots of people have money and will want to invest it in my film project. I am choosing to believe that there is no scarcity, that abundance is our nature. I'm choosing to believe that there's always more than enough. And when you get those affirmations, you start to work with them. And if you think them enough, guess what? Just like we talked about with the reticular activating system, you will start to have new beliefs and you will start to see the world in a whole new way. And that is when you will unlock the most incredible results. So I hope this has been helpful for you today. I hope you will actually try these strategies. And if you do, I would love to hear from you, which was most helpful for you. If any of them create any shifts in you, I would absolutely love to hear it. I am so grateful that you've been tuning into the podcast today. I love receiving your messages. So if you're listening to this and you would like to just say hello, please do hop over to my Instagram. Diane Bell, or come to my Facebook page. You can join the Shoot from the Heart Society. It's a free Facebook group with a whole bunch of guides and classes that you can do for absolutely free, as well as being part of an incredible community of like-minded screenwriters and filmmakers, the most supportive group for screenwriters and filmmakers on the web, without a doubt. So I hope to see you in there. I love you so much. Take care, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know you can listen to so many different podcasts, so it really means the world to me that you chose to listen to this. If you've enjoyed this and you've had any value out of this podcast at all, can I ask a little favor? Could you please share it on social media or go to wherever you're listening to it and leave a review so that other people can find it? I really, really appreciate it so much. I love you so much and I can't wait to see you the next one. If you want to get in touch at any point, send me a message, support at dianebell.com. And also check out my website, dianebell.com and see what I'm up to. Hopefully I'll see you in the social medias. Take care and I'll see you next time.